All right, so I laid it out that Honeycomb's is my reflection. That means she is supposed to mirror me in some ways or others. I would like that. That would be cool. But I'm not dying completely for it. So the next three episodes of this show will chronicle my life as far as where I am now. There's been plenty of episodes since day one that told my story, but I think in these next few episodes, it could be quick uh, who I am, where I've come from. And then the next one, after we get to the modern day, it'll be kind of a profile, like legit profile of me. And we shall see what goes from there. So I would say in the last two years, let's go back to 2019. So we entered... 2019 with Zachary Shiloh as a type 2 diabetic who was overweight. I was working for a nursing home on the road to what was my fourth year there. I was paid by said nursing home minimum wage at a New York state law for about a month. And we're talking about January 2019. I was happily engaged to a beautiful woman by the name of Arlene for almost two years up to that point. We've been living together at that time I would say about the same points since our engagement. Um, we've been living in the same house almost two years, exactly two years at that point. Uh, I felt like I was going nowhere in my life. Unbeknownst to me, I was going through what many in the spiritual world would call the uh, dark night of the soul. I was losing interest in my hobbies. My relationship with Earl was dying. As I stated, we were living somewhere we shouldn't have been at that point in time. We were living with people who were ungrateful to us both. The youngest of the two 
was a former co-worker of mine from the nursing home that eventually would be my work home for five years plus. This chick would whine, cry, and complain about how she was not getting any real traction on her end. So she felt the need to stalk Earl, as I would put into words. But fortunately for us, we nipped that in the bud before summer time, or just slightly as it was going forward. I was starting to have my fandom in the combat sports world go from hardcore to casual, more so uh, pro wrestling than uh, straight up mixed martial arts and uh, boxing. I have been a Twitter head, <clears throat> excuse me, for about two years up to that point, I would believe. I attended WrestleMania week here in New York. I was happy and fortunate that Arl was by my side for most of it. Unbeknownst to us, that would serve as the second to last wrestling weekend that we ever would have together. Our life after WrestleMania weekend saw us slowly, truly drift apart. And it's not that we didn't care for each other. As I look back on it, we cared about each other. It's just that stress, 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 stress from where we were living, how we were living, caught up to us, especially on my end. And I needed it to happen. I truly did. And eventually that stress would make us come to a point in 2019 where I would set her free because she needed to be on her own, truly. I needed someone who was gonna be in my corner. I needed somebody that would be my partner would be my best friend, who would encourage me to be uh, independent in my own right. 
we didn't have that style of relationship anymore. As much as we loved each other, as much as we cared for each other. All good things to some degrees or another have to come to an end. And I'm glad and happy that 2019 was that point for our own. We gave each other nine and a half plus years. Nine and a half plus years of love, dedication, blood, sweat, and tears. Do I wish some outcomes were better? Yes, I do. But in regards to Zachary Shiloh's Honeykins, I feel that I will get what I'm looking for, plus then some, because Honeykins is Zachary Shiloh to some degrees or another. I know that in my soul. Now, will she truly have everything that I went through? I don't know. I'm open to it. And if she does truly reflect me in other ways that I am getting ready to talk about, God bless me. <laughs> because I'm looking at myself. She's looking at herself. We're looking at each other for who and what we truly are. All right. So this podcast, Black Lines Airspace, it was an idea for practically, I would say, up to that point. Eight years. Eight years. My background with podcasting truly began, I would say, as me being a listener with this group called No Pink Spandex, which was a Power Rangers podcast ran by this uh, Black woman by the name of uh, Lisa J, who lives out here in New York, by the way. I never met her. I wish I did, because she's cool beats. Uh, but I always credit that the first uh, podcast to truly get me going as a podcaster was truly uh, Coco Sports, which was ran by my friend uh, Dave Coco from Japan, who doesn't understand a lick of the Japanese language. I still laugh at that to this day. And is a partner from... Uh, here in America named uh, Boom Boom. I would stay a fan of those guys uh, for about five years, from 2014 all the way through 19. I stopped being a fan of Coco Sports because uh, I felt that Dave Coco was a little bit uh, too rough with Jay White <laughs> from New Japan, citing that uh, this kid who didn't even really have a long run with the uh, IWGP Heavyweight Championship uh, wasn't the worst champion in that company's history. <laughs> uh, but I respected his opinion. 
So the actual podcast of BLA became more of a execution by way of thought after my appearance on Let's Voltron twice. Uh, I would say that I was on Let's Voltron the first time by way of recording. September 25th, 2018. The actual episode itself didn't premiere until the next month after New York Comic Con. I was on there with a girl named uh, Coley and the hosts, uh, Mark and Greg. And that was an absolute fun episode to do. And to Let's Voltron, I always say this. Uh, thank you very much for the opportunity to have been on your show. It truly does uh, flow me up, free me to know that you took a chance on my vocal presence. I would appear again, I would say uh, April 2019 with my Twitter best friend, uh, Lee Whitley, who would go on to guest for me on this show in Black Lion's Domain. I knew Lee up to that point for about, I think, almost two years exactly. And another guest of Roaming Around uh, named Lexi, she wasn't available, but she wound up helping Mark and Greg uh, review the end of Voltron Legendary Defender. I originally wanted a woman by the name of Shannon, and she did the first part of the episode that Lily and I would do the second part for. That night with Lily was my way of saying thank you to somebody that took care of me. Lily was always there when I needed a voice of reason. And I knew of her dream to be on Let's Voltron. So I pulled Mark and Greg aside and I said, okay, Shannon's not available. Lexi's not available. There's only one person I choose to <clears throat> be by my side. If I had to have a co-host, that's not you. Her name is Lily. And we wound up having a great time. The discussion of Zachary Shiloh having his own podcast. <laughs> uh, that didn't generate until May 2019. I was on my friend Matt's uh, Matt Attack for WWE Backlash with this kid from Australia. Uh, named Joshy Boy. 
after all was said and done, Matt tapped out. Joshy Boy and I, we continued the off-air talk that the three of us had, which was basically, uh, why don't you got your own podcast? You seem to know a whole lot about this industry for a fan. I said, I don't know. Unbeknownst to them, I was sick. I was sick of the lifestyle I was living. Not only that, but uh, physically and emotionally uh, sick as well. Then fast forward, I would say, into June, early June of 2019, that uh, conversation was brought up again, but uh, by way of somebody on the Visionaries Global Media Network, which it's called now, uh, Visionaries Wrestling Network back then. I think the good cop, bad cop team were the ones that actually posted an episode of their show. And I was a supporter of it. So I did what I usually do best, and that's like, and then comment. Uh, Somebody, I think maybe it was you, Graham. I think it was MGB Graham uh, who noticed that I was in the comments. And then an actual conversation with me sparked. And that's not just with uh, the cops, the good cops, the bad cops from uh, VGM. It was the then brainbusted radio heads. It was my friends uh, by way of Coco Sports and others. They were all in the same notion. Dude, why don't you have your own podcast? And I said, I don't know. I don't see myself kind of like in your lane. I thought at that point in time that having a podcast wasn't really a blessing quite so much because it required a whole bunch of editing, uh, taking time out of your life to do something else that's not, uh, how can I say it? Your regular life, quote unquote. Well, MGB Graham, I always say this, he gave me the best reason why to do it. And that's because <laughs> he had a five-year-old son at the time. And he said, if uh, he could do it, so can you. I said, all right, I'll do it. But I didn't say it to Graham right there and then. I had to literally go away and think about it. And then as the tears came running out my eyes and I was thinking about it, for days on end, I said, I'll do it. I'll do it. I will do the absolute best that I can with this. Because people 
want to know what the voice behind a certain picture was. I was mainly known for commenting only, but I didn't want my friends to not know what I sounded like anymore. So I retreated and then came up with the Black Lion Zero Space name, which goes, I felt like I was like Keith from let's I don't know, from Voltron Legendary Defendant. And the Voltron Lions flew. And that's how the name came to be. I felt that there was something there. And when I said it on the Wrestling Mount Rushmore podcast called Badlands, I could hear a collective gasp. Like, (gasps) and that's what got the races going. So I would go on the rest of 2019 uh, to appear for Good Cop, Bad Cop, uh, Mad Attack Again, the MGB Wrestling Podcast, uh, Talking Strong Style with the Switch Babe, uh, Everything Pro Wrestling Twice, uh, Mount Rushmore Podcast again, one more time, and the We Are Rising Podcast. And that was the end of my life in 2019 as far as podcasting was concerned. So I would go on outside of that to, I would say, be be on my own away from Marl, as I stated earlier. Uh, I would find out the truth about my health in October that year on two fronts, on the 17th and the 31st. The 17th was uh, confirming what my mother said to me was depression. The 31st was when I found out that I was overweight and diabetic. With both in my mind, I decided that I was gonna reverse my diabetes. I didn't know how after being a social media free for about a few days, but I had the will, I had the drive. I wanted to live. I wanted to live. So the whole entire situation of me leaving social media was years in the making because I felt as if I wasn't getting anywhere with it. I was tired of seeing people live the life I wanted to live. I was tired of being angry, feeling slighted by people in and out of the wrestling community. And I'm being honest. 
So on October 28th and 29th, bye-bye Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Zachary Shiloh was dead. Zach She 130 was gone. And I would go on the rest of the year to begin journal writing daily, uh, taking cold showers, reading chapter books from my own entertainment. If I did watch TV, then it was like by way of a marathon for certain materials. Otherwise than that, TV was non-existent in my life, to be honest. And I was making peace with this whole entire combat sports world that I live in. I had a blessed uh, 24-year relationship with pro wrestling, and I was truly saying goodbye to it in more ways than one. But I would find a resurgence to some degrees or another. It just took me time to get away from it. So I would wound up changing my eating and drinking habits from mega sugary to very low or non-sugars. By way of doing so, not only being uh, scared and wanting to overcome that, I obtained what is affectionately known as the flow state and the willingness to fail along the way, too. I stated that I am in flow because I was willing to fail, be scared, and go beyond it. I don't take this sensation for granted, this sense of life at all. Once I obtained this, I got on a better path, and that opened me up to laws that I'd never seen before called the universal laws. The biggest one of them is called the law of attraction. So I started to attract people who fit me bit better. And this is where the search for honeykins truly began in 2019. It was after uh, Thanksgiving that I started to really get that ball going because I wanted my soulmate. I didn't want to go on dates anymore. I didn't have any dates, but I didn't want to have the go on dates. I already knew what my exes brought to me already knew some things in life that I wanted in a partner. So I started watching YouTube videos. This brought the likes of Michelle Joy into my life. And I have not 
looked back since completely. 2019 was a year of pain, yes, but there was plenty of joy. I don't know if Honeykins, as I said, truly will have a life that mirrored mine completely. But I'm open to seeing if she did. But I wanted to share myself again with you all. With that said, I'm going to stop running my mouth about 2019. We're going to hit right before the coronavirus up to December 2020. I love you all.